make the most of your life. When you remove the blocks that are holding you back, you can bring inspiration, passion, and purpose to yourself and those around you. This is the Hoffman Connection with your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon. Our hosts and their guests will give you the tools that you need to improve yourself by bringing you closer to what really matters. Now, here's your host. Hello, this is Raz and Grossi. Welcome to the Hoffman Connection. We're coming to you live from beautiful and gorgeous Northern California near San Francisco Bay. And I am a Hoffman Institute teacher and founder of the Hoffman Institute Foundation. Uh, if you've never heard of the Hoffman Institute, we're celebrating this year 45 years as a leading personal development program worldwide. We have 16 sites in 11 countries, helped over 85,000 people worldwide with our amazing eight-day retreat of personal development and discovery. Uh, my co-host is Hoffman teacher and therapist Ed McLoon, but he's not with us this week, so I'm going solo. And uh, the purpose of the Hoffman Connection, of course, uh, this radio show, is to bring inspiration, education, tools for you to help you connect to the life you love and to open the universe up. And we offer the Hoffman process about every two weeks in the United States, and it's a nonprofit organization that supports you for the rest of your life. Um, so I want to introduce our guest to you. Uh, he's my second cousin, Rick Ingrassi. And Rick is the director of the Whidbey Geodome Project up in Whidbey, Washington, on Whidbey Island, I should say, uh, near near um, Seattle. And the Whidbey Geodome Project utilizes immersive learning environments, a kind of a multimedia geodesic dome, to expanding worldviews and transforming the way we learn. And they've got a, a completely new approach to visual storytelling, Rick is a social entrepreneur. He's a psychiatrist, but he's also a community development guy and a multimedia. Uh, he's fascinated with multimedia as long as I've known him. And he is a co-author of a best-selling book, Chop Wood, Carry Water, A Guide to Spiritual Fulfillment in Everyday Life. And um, Rick, some years back, founded was a co-founder of Interface, which was Boston's largest holistic education center. And he was the president of the American Holistic Medical Association, co-founder of Physicians for Social Responsibility. Rick, welcome to our show. Thank you, Raz. It's nice to be with you. Rick, tell us, what is a geodome? <laughs> Good question. Um, a geodome is an inflatable uh, dome uh, that uh, has a screen uh, suspended on the inside so that it can be used as an immersive uh, multimedia environment. Uh, we like to call it an immersive learning environment because the stories that can be told uh, inside a space like this uh, can be of, of any type or any length. And we're uh, we're kind of very interested in that um, worldview expansion that you mentioned. Well, I remember very vividly my experiences uh, in in the geodome as you were beginning to develop it four years ago, and more recently. Um, this spring, and what astounded me uh, was that, uh, just first off, to learn that all the photographs, uh, all the NASA photographs of outer space, all the, uh, everything, that every photograph that we've taken as we penetrate into space, whether with manned or unmanned uh, spacecraft, plus all the Russian photographs of space, have all been declassified. 
and that you're able to, with the use of computer-supported technology, uh, display the actual universe, I mean, photographs of the universe, and s- sort of zoom us through it. And uh, tell us a little bit about why, why, why it's important to be able to do that. I mean, it's an amazing ride. I, I, got, I remember being in your geodome and experiencing taking off from Earth and just zooming right in, landing on the moon and looking back at the Earth and going into other places in the universe. And it itself was thrilling, like a, you know, an incredible ride. But what is the story associated with it? What is it you're trying to have people discover when they're there? Well, um, first of all, uh, the, the experience or the story that you experienced uh, is a show, a half-hour show that we put together for the 50th anniversary celebration of the Seattle World's Fair. And uh, so we... We created a, uh, a show called The Earth Portal, a guided tour of the universe and our place in it. And the, the software that you're describing that allows us to take the uh, NASA Digital Atlas of the Universe, which is about $10 billion worth of research and images, uh, and using a gaming engine, uh, kind of like a video game or a flight simulator, uh, we're able to essentially fly anywhere in the known universe, the observable universe. But, of course, the technology is one thing, and the quality of the storytelling is, is really the more important thing. We decided uh, to create a, a story that a 5-year-old or a 95-year-old could enjoy uh, and uh, find, uh, you know, an awe-inspiring and uplifting experience. And so we essentially, in two months, were able, with a group of artists and uh, visual visualizers, uh, were able to put together... Uh, just an amazing epiphany for people uh, called the Earth Portal that starts off at the surface of the planet, as you pointed out, and then takes you all the way back in space and time to the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. The way we phrase it is uh, 30 billion light years in 30 minutes. <laughs> Pretty fast ride. Oh, yeah. um, uh, and so, so people um, experience literally experience being out in being in outer space and yeah. uh, inside this this just geodesic dome uh, that's that, that takes them there and you know most of us have never had that experience we <laughs> a few of us have astronauts but what is but, the meaning what is the, what kind of what is the meaning of it I mean um, it's it's exhilarating but tell us what you what's the takeaway? Okay, well, um, just uh, a little bit of uh, context or history, and I think it uh, will be clear what the uh, intention or the motivation is uh, behind this project. Uh, first of all, my inspiration to do this work uh, began 40 years ago at the Harvard School of Public Health. I was uh, looking into the issue uh, of how do you help people to shift their consciousness and shift their worldview in such a way that they experience their body and their mind and their spiritual life as an integrated whole, as a part of the rest of the ecosystem and the rest of the universe. So um, back then uh, is when I first uh, realized, well, we have communication technology that allows us to uh, tell visual stories, and uh, between the audio and the the, the visual, uh, we're able to uh, you know shift people's understanding of who they are and the meaning of uh, the particular story. So 
fast forward 40 years, uh, let me tell you, the technology, the digital visualization technology has come a long way, and this inflatable dome, which, by the way, is only 25 feet in diameter, so we can uh, put this thing up and down in 20 minutes, uh, you know, anywhere where there's enough space, uh, 25 feet in diameter, 13 feet high, uh, which is what we, we do, uh, move it around. Um, our idea was to create a story that gives people an awe-inspiring sense of connection to the universe as a whole, to the galaxies, to the solar system, to the planet. And that, I must say, if, uh, if you really uh, dig down to what's motivating us here, uh, we see ourselves as environmentalists and activists who are trying to wake people up to the realities of the ecological crises that we're, we're facing and the other uh, types of uh, social and economic crises that humans are uh, embroiled in at the moment, and to see this shift in consciousness as a first major step in, in, in getting people to take on these issues seriously and to change uh, individual and collective behavior. That's really what this is about. So you're looking to provide a different field from which action arises. Correct. By, by giving people an experience of the, a direct experience of the universe itself. Yeah, and that that universe. What are some of the, what is the nature of that universe? Uh, when we have that experience, we feel ourselves connected to infinite space. Yeah, it's um, how does that inform us? What what's different about that? I mean, I, I can I, I don't want to take I don't want to put my words on. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and and the thing I want to point out here, Raz, is that uh, we we are taking the science that's available to us today and the observations that are available to us today, so what, what we call the observable known universe, and, and uh, essentially saying to people that this is a story, this is a model uh, that's based on our best science of how the universe uh, is put together. And it, it, the way I like to put it is that, uh, you know, we're taking the world's data, you know, the information and the mathematical knowledge and scientific knowledge that we have, and cr creating or looking at and recognizing what the patterns in nature are. And then from that pattern recognition, we're telling each other mythological stories and scientific stories and stories of all kinds. And that's the meaning-making piece of this. What we're doing is, is trying to invite people to, to understand that uh, we're making this up. You know, that, that humans uh, as a species on a planet are observing from this particular, uh, you know, vantage point or viewpoint uh, a particular universe. Uh, I mean, the qualities of the universe, I, I won't get, get into the uh, nitty-gritty of it, but I think all of us have heard of the Big Bang, so we know that there's this notion that there's an energetic phenomena that, that was as small as a pinhead uh, 13.7 billion years ago that rapidly expanded uh, into the stars and the galaxies and solar systems. Uh, and, you know, the, the expanse of this is so vast. You know, one, one of the factoids in, in the uh, story we tell in the geodome is that there are more galaxies in the universe than ten times the number of grains of sand on the entire planet. And, and it's still expanding at the outer edges. 
Well, and then, you know, of course, we allude to the uh, the dark energy and dark matter, this mysterious uh, force and this mysterious type of matter. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the dark energy is, is uh, seemingly pulling all the galaxies and all the stars uh, at an accelerating weight uh, away from each other. So the universe, uh, and not only that, it's accelerating. So it's doing it faster and faster. I mean, it is. What I'm describing to you right now is mind-boggling. It's it's hard to get your head around it. As a matter of fact, I'd say it's impossible. So what's what's uh, what's coming out of our experience uh, since we started this show uh, in mid-April is that uh, people of all ages and all educational uh, levels are finding this story to be awe-inspiring, and that piques their curiosity uh, about the kinds of issues and and the kinds of knowledge that. Uh, we think is is so important to embrace at this point. That's fantastic. We're going to take a short break, Rick, and we're going to come back, and I want to ask you some more questions about uh, the way you're able to portray this in three-dimensional space and give people the direct experience of being in outer space and how just how real it is for um, those of us who have experienced it and, and that this experience finally is really available to people everywhere. Uh, you can fly one of these domes in and tell the story. So we're going to be back in just a few minutes. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in two minutes with Rick and Grassi. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at one 866 472 5787 That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. We're back to you now with Rick and Grossi, and he is describing the experience of his project called the Whidbey Geodome Project. 
This is an educational organization that utilizes an absolutely new and radical form of education, immersive learning environments, and to tell stories, and to tell stories of the universe, the universe story. And one of the things that struck me when I experienced the geodome, it's sort of like the difference between seeing a photograph of your best, uh, uh, let's say a, a, a painting, a portrait of your best friend's face, and an actual photograph. And we are, when you go into the geodome, you enter into outer space, seeing things in a three-dimensional way, exactly as they look, because they are real NASA photographs of outer space. And uh, and the dome allows us to almost holistically, and holographically enter into it and be in outer space. And the experience of outer space is so vast. And uh, it, I don't even know how to communicate what happened to me uh, being in there. Rick... What do you think? What do you, what do you, how would you describe what's happening? You're a psychiatrist. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> well, you know, there's a saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. And in this case, uh, it, it really is almost impossible to communicate, uh, but, uh, the experience uh, without uh, having the experience. However, that said, um, most people have heard of what the a- astronauts, uh, almost to a person, anybody who's been up in space to the space station or to the moon, you know, the astronauts who have left the planet, they look back and they see the Earth as a whole, and it's it's called the Earth Rise image, and everyone has seen that now since 1968 when it was first uh, photographed by the Apollo astronauts. Um, So that's called the overview effect. The, The experience is that you see the Earth as a whole, you notice that there are no boundaries between nation states et cetera, et cetera, and the fragility and the beauty of this blue-green marble uh, usually, uh, you know, brings people to tears. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, an epiphany. It's awe-inspiring. And, you know, that's, that's just looking back at the Earth, our planet, our, our precious, our, you know, the precious life uh, here on Earth. Humans have developed tools like the Hubble telescope and 3,000 satellites circling the planet measuring and picture photographing every dimension and aspect of uh, the the biosphere and of, of course the cassini uh, and the voyager rockets that have gone off uh into the uh, solar system and uh, you know the one the one uh, voyager is about to leave the solar system the first human object to actually leave the solar system is uh, beginning it's probably going to happen this year um, so Take the Hubble telescope, for instance. I mean, when the Hubble takes a picture of the surface of Mars, I mean, you could almost count the grains of sand on on Mars. The Hubble takes these images of uh, galaxies that are 10 billion light years away. I mean, it's just, uh, like I say, kind of mind-boggling to talk about these things. But if you can imagine uh, someone sitting in a dome, a 25-foot in diameter dome, with a joystick uh, hooked into a laptop computer, and that computer has... Uh, this planetarium software on it called Uniview that contains the digital atlas of the universe. And with that joystick, you are essentially able to fly anywhere in the known universe. Uh, and what you're looking at, I mean, there are parts of it that are, uh, for instance, uh, when you get back to the uh, uh, Big Bang and, and the large-scale structure of the universe, uh, 
it looks like a butterfly because the Milky Way galaxy uh, is is blocking our view uh, on on two sides. So there's a a zone of avoidance they call it. Uh, but essentially, you're, you're um, in this immersive environment, and uh, I mean, I've, I've heard children sitting on their parents' lap in the dome say, "Like, mommy, are we moving?" Because the experience is that you are moving through space and time. It, uh, well, actually, we uh, we take you on a voyage that, if you were really moving at that rate, it would be faster than the speed of light. It would be a thousand times the speed of light. Which is well, what I'm, yeah, what I'm, what I'm uh, sensing right now, I'm trying to make an analogy, but <clears throat> of course there was a time when uh, everyone thought the Earth was flat, and <laughs> by our own direct personal observations, it is flat. Um, and yet we all know now that we've known for centuries that the Earth is round. But so what changed when we learned that the Earth is round compared to that it was flat? Well, could say nothing, but on the other hand, it's like everything. We get it. We get what this. We get the system. We get the whole thing at once. And similarly, going into outer space and looking back at the planet allows us to see this blue-green globe in the context of outer space, and we know this is the only living planet, only life available. The only place where we are integrated and at one with the uh, biosphere for, I don't know, millions, hundreds of millions of light years. And that uh, this is it. This is where where we are at. We all know that we're living in a, a critical moment of human and planetary history where the future of life on Earth itself is going to be determined by the way we respond to this uh, environmental uh, environmental issues we're facing, whether it's deforestation, climate change, mass species extinctions, and it's a long so list. On. <laughs> long list. And so somehow, being able to see ourselves from outer space, looking at the Earth, uh, can change can change our, our worldview. Uh, what are you able to do by looking at the Earth? I mean, the Earth itself. We have lots of uh, data. And what's going on with the Earth? Are you able to display that? Oh yes, that's uh, one of the great uh, powers of having access to uh, NASA and NOAA uh, data sets. Uh, so that uh, I mean, as an educational tool, um, imagine that inside the dome, what's being projected is the Earth as a whole, and we are able to, for instance. Uh, in, 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 in a few seconds, we can bring up all the fires that are occurring on planet Earth today. And when I say bring it up, I mean the satellites that are actually looking at the Earth and recording these fires are, you know, on the NASA computers, and we go onto the Internet and download live uh, images of the fires or the earthquakes. Or uh, photosynthesis on the planet. You can all of these data sets uh, that, uh, and there are thousands of them, um, are uh, available in real time. So, so instead imagine, of calling it a data set, tell us what you're going to what what I would see if I could I I was there I could see for one thing all the fires that are happening on the planet at once. That's right. So, so instead of calling that a data set, tell us what I'd see. Would I see? Would I be able to see? Um, you know that big plastic blob that's somewhere out in the Pacific Ocean. Well, the uh, you mean the plastic gyre, the uh, yeah, 
um, well, you know, it turns out that most of that plastic is not visible from space because it's broken down into micro uh, plastic, uh, you know, little balls. Uh, but uh, with the fires, for instance, what, what you see uh, are the, the, the correct uh, size and, and place of every fire. Like, for instance, if you're flying over South America, you know, they, they, the farmers tend to burn parts of the forest in order to clear the land. Uh, what you would see the exact pattern of those uh, fires over the Amazon. Or, uh, for instance, uh, last night uh, in the Dome we were showing the drought in the United States uh, that occurred this this summer, you know, uh, and I'm, you know, I happen to think it's related to climate change and global warming, but uh, whatever. Um, it's amazing to see the decrease in photosynthesis, so you see less green in the Midwest of the United States, and uh, you can also overlay the, the the pattern of the drought. In other words, if you're looking at rainfall uh, per square inch per day, etc. So when I say data set, all I mean is uh, you can either see a, a visual image of the actual, uh, you know, place on the planet down to the size of a license plate. I mean, these, these uh, satellites have very powerful lenses on them. Or you can see uh, a computer-generated, uh, you know, image that, that is, is representing that, uh, that particular phenomenon. I, I, again, I wish uh, <laughs> I wish it were possible to convey in words uh, what uh, one one picture is worth more than a thousand words when it comes to appreciating how uh, well. First of all, how unique this is that uh, for our our uh, species at this moment in time to have this kind of feedback for the first time in human history, we have real time feedback on who we are, where we are, and what we're doing. To the planet, and what I'm hoping is that with that kind of feedback and knowledge, uh, as well as the emotional connection you experience to uh, life as a whole, that uh, that that does lead to people to uh, collectively change behavior. Because we're heading in the wrong direction. I think we all know that. It's it's a matter of uh, when we change and how we change. I. Uh, I always tell people, Mother Nature bats last. You know, the change is coming to us, so we we're either going to adapt or uh, we're going to suffer, uh, you know, um, well, all kinds of uh, eco-catastrophes, uh, which which are avoidable if we change our, our way of living. <laughs> but you're able to, inside the dome, project the distribution of human beings on Earth. You're able to show pollution. You're able to show... Let's say the last hundred years of deforestation, I was stunned to see that, uh, for example, the, all the argument in the Pacific Northwest about old growth redwoods, uh, everyone's arguing about the last 5%. The other uh, 95% has already been, been deforested, and we're talking about second and third growth trees all over the United States. There's very little virgin uh, timber left on the planet. And... And you start looking at the at the uh, last hundred years of pollution on the planet. You're able to project those things onto the onto the onto the Earth with the experience of being in outer space, looking at it with you know rapid photography, if you will, to see it see it right move be, right before your eyes. So you're you're really doing some amazing things, and uh, it gives people a grasp rather than reading a reading information about it, you can see it with your eyes and it kind of, you feel it. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, like I say, the overview effect of being out there looking back is very powerful. And for most of us, we are not going to become astronauts and fly to outer space and look back at the Earth. Uh, we have the uh, great privilege of, uh, you know, the telescopes that are out there and the satellites that are out there looking back, uh, allowing us to have, you know, a simulation of what it would be like. And uh, because the images are real, um, it really has an impact. It, uh, well, I'm, I, I, I saw a quote that you uh, use from astrophysicist Adam Frank in his book, The Constant Fire, and it says this, The world gives us data. We look for patterns. Then we find a reason for the pattern, and that reason becomes a story. The stories cascade upward and are fit into bigger and broader narratives of our deepest, most compelling questions, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> We'll be back in uh, about two minutes with Rick and Grassi to uh, give us some insight on what we're doing here. And, um, yeah, we'll be back in, in two minutes. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Today we're talking with Rick and Grossi. Rick is the director of the Whitby Geodome Project and... The Whidbey Geodome Project is allowing human beings to actually experience going into outer space. Um, and it, uh, the, the geodome uh, gives us the capacity to look back at Earth and look out into space from every perspective. I remember my first trip in the, I'll call it a trip, into outer space in the geodome. Uh, we took off from Seattle and landed in the Sea of Tranquility up there on the moon and had the experience of looking back at Earth just the way the astronauts did. And it's all photographically 
perfect and uh, and three dimensional experience. And so um, uh, the only the only thing is it was a lot faster than the actual guys who did it. But I want to invite our listening audience to call us on the air with your questions. Our number is one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. And when you call in, you can ask a question of Rick. Um, Rick, yeah. what are you what are you uh, learning yourself from doing this, from doing this uh, project? How is it evolving for you? Well, there are multiple levels of, of, of learning and uh, experience uh, for, for me. I mean, I, I first of all, I've had this passion to do this kind of exploration for 40 years. So uh, finding the technology and the colleagues and, and the artists uh, to work with to, to create this kind of uh, unique experience is just uh, it's a lot of fun. It's exciting. It's, uh, it's, it's stressful in its own way because we're, we're on the uh, cutting edge of uh, the use of this kind of technology as a storytelling medium. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's, it's where I like to live. Let's put it that way. So this is a, a really valuable and enjoyable experience uh, on that level. Uh, because we want our science to be reflective of, of uh, the latest uh, knowledge that humans uh, possess, I'm also, uh, once again, a student of uh, cosmology, astronomy, astrophysics, earth sciences, uh, reviewing uh, the latest discoveries in biology, uh, all the sciences, basically. And it all comes. It all c- c- comes together. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well. W- one thing we haven't uh, talked about in terms of the other uh, purpose of, of uh, this work, uh, you know, we've t- we've talked about the uh, change in consciousness and the worldview expansion piece, but uh, we're moving into the next phase uh, once we complete our exhibit at the uh, Seattle Center, uh, the World's Fair exhibit. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, science education, bringing the dome to uh, K through 12 uh, schools around the state of Washington, as we help the state develop what they're calling next generation science standards, which is more of an interdisciplinary and uh, holistic way of teaching uh, science um, to both children and adults. And uh, so, for me, this is—it really is like going to school every day. Uh, there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not uh, immersed in new information and uh, trying to figure out how to tell these stories visually, you know, in this uh, geodome space. Well, a lot of us have had these, uh, I'll call them spiritual experiences, uh, where we know ourselves to be connected to everything that is, to sometimes called a non-dual experience or feeling yourself to be at one with all of existence. Yep. And with yourself and with other people where it all, everything just fits and makes sense. And uh, those, you know, enlightenment experiences, spiritual experiences are, you know, I think often happen for people in the Hoffman process itself. But uh, that is something like what you're aiming toward here by being inside the geodome. That's right. As a matter of fact, uh, I always say there are many paths to the top of the mountain, and uh, we like to think of this as an epiphany uh, device, you know, something that actually does uh, create an altered state and evokes uh, this wonder and awe toward all all life and this kind of unitive consciousness that you're talking about, the non-dual experience. 
I mean, humans, I, I really believe this, that, uh, you know, we are a part of the universe and we have the capacity to experience directly ourselves as uh, being a part of the whole. Uh, I mean, this is what they call a mystical experience in the uh, right. text. Uh, so you might think of, of the geodome as uh, having the potential to catalyze that kind of experience for everyone. And also to validate it, because it's like when you get out into you know, 13 and a half billion years of outer space and you're traveling along and you're seeing it, it gets pretty real that uh, not only can that experience be catalyzed, but if you've had them in the past, that was a an accurate experience. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. It's, it's life-affirming is the way I put it, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, there, there's a, a wonderful... Uh, little video on uh, Vimeo or you, I think it's, it's called The Biological Advantage of Being Awestruck and it turns out uh, and you know you know about this in the Hoffman process because as you uh, you know help people to have these experiences uh, they get uh, healthier happier and become more creative human beings well I guess that's the goal we have uh, as well with the uh, with the geodome experiences. We, we want people to experience awe and to become more empathetic and compassionate and healthy and happy human beings as a result of experiencing this kind of interconnectedness. Of so all t- tell me again, I, I, I missed it just that. I want to hear you say it again. The experience of awe produces what in human beings? Oh, uh, th- th- this is a... Uh, a three-minute video called "The Biological Advantage of Being Awestruck." You and find it on on uh, YouTube on, or what? It's on Vimeo, which is a, it's like YouTube. V i m e o. You know, anybody who uh, the the, uh, the fellow who does the performance uh, of this story is named Jason Silva. So that's how you can S i l v a. It's really worth a look. Three minutes. The biological advantage of being awestruck. So it yeah. really changes our biology to be awestruck, and you're producing exactly. awesome experiences of being awestruck. Exactly. Now tell us, Rick, you're coming down to the Bay Area. You've been up at the Seattle World's Fair for, since April, and you're coming down to the Bay Area. Is it next month, right? That's right. We're coming to the Bioneers Conference in Marin in San Rafael. Uh, which is held on uh, October 19th through the 21st. And, uh, <clears throat> that, you know, that's the information for that is uh, on their website, Bioneers.org. And then uh, the day after Bioneers, we'll be up at the Institute of Noetic Sciences Earthrise Retreat Center in Petaluma, uh, and we're going to do an evening program. For, for those in the Bay Area who might want to uh, have have the experience, of the geodome that would be the the best option uh, it's a it's a one evening six to nine p.m on uh, monday october 22nd at the institute of noetic sciences yeah so the institute of noetic sciences is just off of highway 101 uh in petaluma uh, yeah in petaluma and uh it's it's a it's just if you ever if you ever now if you've never been to the institute of noetic sciences that's worth the price of admission just going up there and and then being able to see the bio, I call it the biodome, the geodome. geodome. <laughs> You're calling it the Earth Portal exhibit, right? That's the name well, of the exhibit. That, that was uh, the name of the uh, exhibit we did for the Seattle World Fair. We called it uh, the Earth Portal, a guided tour of the universe and our place in it. Yeah. Okay. Now, can you tell us about the future of these kinds of things? I mean, what's amazing about your 
geodome is how portable it is. And you can bring it here and there, and you put it up in a high school gymnasium, I suppose. You could put it up almost anywhere. And, uh, and so people are going to in- gain increasing access to this kind of an educational experience. And it's really, a, in a way, a transformative environmental experience. Yes, it's, uh, I mean, these are called, uh, the generic term is full dome learning environments. So if you think of uh, the planetarium at Cal Academy, for instance, there in San Francisco, they use the same software, Univue software, for the planetarium shows as we use for the geodome shows. It's called uh, Univue, and it contains this digital atlas of the universe. There are domes that can hold 100 people, domes that can hold 500 people. There are planetariums, you know, that do the same. Uh, so anywhere, uh, I, I, you're absolutely right, this is going to become more uh, common, uh, access to full-dome uh, experiential learning. And I think it's a very good thing. I think humans uh, have uh, tremendous visual you know, capacity. We do a lot of uh, rapid learning through uh, the right brain, through the visual cortex. And, uh, you know, I, I see this as catalyzing and accelerating the, learning the, uh, the, the life lessons we need to learn. Let's put it that way. So this is, uh, yeah, I think once we see that we're all connected, I remember reading an astronaut saying that, you know, he looked down and he saw that there were no national boundaries and right. that we are all from the same, we're all brothers and sisters. In other words, that, even I think I remember hearing someone say he realized that from outer space that everyone on Earth is an indigenous person. Uh, we, we think of the you know people who are Indians or something being indigenous, but he said because everyone's indigenous to Earth, we need to learn to live like indigenous people, and uh, like learn to live like this thing has to be sustained forever. Yeah, I I think that's a nice uh, nice way of putting it. You know the. Uh, Indigenous uh, cultures on the planet uh, have a respect for the earth and a respect for life that, uh, you know, somehow Western scientific technological consciousness has has, uh, created what I call an attachment disorder with nature. We've broken the bond with life in such a way that, uh, you know, (laughs) not healthy. Yeah, well, we, we know enough about attachment disorders, psychological attachment disorders, when people are not attached properly to their mother. Right. Um, that they uh, act out in strange ways. And you're really pointing out that we have an attachment disorder as a species, at least in the Western paradigm, with, uh, with, the, with the planet itself. Yep. And, you know, the Hoffman process and all these other, uh, you know, kind of uh, humanistic uh, approaches to uh, development uh, are designed to heal that wound, I think, you know, to, to return to a kind of wholeness. Uh, but, uh, well, couldn't be more timely in terms of Yeah, the I mean, uh, you know, the, the research on Hoffman showed, well, of course, that University of California research showed that the that there was more and more lasting change for p- people through doing Hoffman than has ever been measured, and that is a reduction in negative affect of anxiety and depression and increases in emotional intelligence and spirituality. But when they looked to see what was causing it, what they saw was that people had spiritual experiences that always preceded in Hoffman, that the spiritual experiences predicted and preceded the 
drops in negative affect and the increases in positive affect. So I think we can rest assured that this is the way it works. Yeah, and uh, you're you're describing the Hoffman version of a biological advantage of being awestruck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're learning more about how we're, what we're learning. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes for the final segment here with Rick and Grassi talking about the Whidbey Geodome Project. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Hello, this is Raz and Grossi with the Hoffman Institute. Uh, speaking with Rick Ingrassi, my second cousin, uh, about the Whidbey Geodome Project. And before we go back to Rick, I just want to invite our guests to call if you have a question, one 472 5788 That's 1-866-472-5788. I also want to remind our listeners that every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, there is a free introductory conversation, really, with uh, the CEO of the Hoffman Institute and with teachers about the Hoffman process. So if that's something you want to know more about and you're interested, just click on to your, go to the hoffmaninstitute.org website, hoffmaninstitute.org, and it'll tell you how to get, how to, how to call in and be a part of that um, introductory seminar that'll occur right after we close here. So Rick, we're back to you and, um, where are we going, and what is the future of science education? I ask because it seems like there is, I mean, we have more data, more knowledge now 
than ever before in human history. It seems to be growing at an exponential rate, and there's a certain sense of hopelessness about ever being able to absorb it. And so how do we, how do we make sense of what's going on? Well, this, this is uh, the task at hand in, in our uh, evolutionary moment. You know, if you can't process all the data, you know, kind of linearly with your left brain, then shifting your consciousness to pattern recognition, which is really what the geodome does best, uh, is the way to, uh, you know, to lower the stress level and also make make sense or make meaning out of uh, uh, the life we live at this point in human history. That's why uh, the Whidbey Geodome Project, after we uh, move out of the uh, Seattle World's Fair, uh, we're essentially going to work within the state of Washington to develop uh, pilot programs, uh, science education curricula that are designed to help, uh, you know, obviously K through 12 is where you start. You, we we want to work with young people and use these kinds of uh, uh, geodome experiences in combination with social and emotional learning and arts-based learning and, you know, the, the kinds of things that ultimately uh, allow children to develop the capacity to self-direct their own lives and become self-directed learners and self-paced learners, to break out of the uh, cookie-cutter factory-style uh, school systems we have uh, that, that uh, you know, well, I, I think I can safely say we know this isn't working. You know, the, the, uh, the dropout rates, the uh, literacy rates, the STEM, you know, science, technology, and engineering, and mathematics scores of uh, American students uh, compared with it. We're 23rd in the world now in, in, in terms of science, technology, engineering, and, and math. And, you know, that's a sad commentary for the wealthiest nature in the hi- uh, nation in the history of the world. So uh, I'm actively engaged now uh, in, in seeking the, uh, the funding and the uh, school systems that are going to uh, give us the green light to do some pilot programs uh, with this new new approach to science science education. So this is immersive learning, and I can just imagine having been inside the the geodome, what it would be like. I can only imagine to start first grade by flying to the moon <laughs> and then beyond and taking yeah. a, a a you know sort of first hand tour of the universe. I I remember the first time I went in the geodome four years ago when it was just uh, you were just beginning to work on this. But it was still a very powerful experience. And there was about a five- or six-year-old kid, and he came out and said to his parents, I've just been in outer space. <laughs> and, you know, it was very real for him. And I can only imagine that having that experiential grasp of, of the universe just changes a person's life from, from the get-go. And I like to say that there are lots of things that you can read about. You can read about love, but it doesn't compare to the experience of falling in love. And even something like riding a bicycle, imagine trying to read a book on riding a bicycle as compared to actually riding the bicycle. And so there's a way that we are connected directly and experientially to the whole universe. And I think what you're talking about, these immersive uh, learning environments, take us into a realm that, uh, that we haven't been able to imagine until now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, Raz, if you go to our website, wouldbegeodome.org, uh, we have testimonials from young and old alike, uh, people who have experienced the, uh, the, the geodome, and uh, it's just 
heart, you know, heartwarming to uh, read and to. We actually have uh, video testimonials as, as well because it's very powerful to hear people, uh, you know, telling stories in their own words about uh, what the experience means to them. Uh, I encourage uh, the listeners to uh, check out the website with the geodome dot org uh, to both find out more about uh, where this project has been and where it's going, and also to uh, check out some of the testimonials. They're very powerful. That's great, and I just want to tell our listeners that the word Whidbey is W H I D B E Y Whidbey, W H I D B E Y Geodome dot org. Is that right, Rick? Correct. Okay, Whidbey Geodome dot org, and uh, great w- great website there, and you'll see a lot. Um, so, again, for our listeners to know, we have in the Bay Area an opportunity to experience this. If you're going to the Bioneers Conference, October 19th to the 21st in San Rafael, the G-Dome will be set up, free admission. Not free admission to the Bioneers Conference, but free admission to the G-Dome once That's you're there. It. And then at the exhibit. Institute of Noetic Sciences in Petaluma, and just, you can Google Institute of Noetic Sciences, uh, that would yes, be Monday. Is that Monday night? Yes, uh, there's Monday limited night, space. Uh, we only have room for 50 people for this particular event, so it would be good if you want to join us to uh, call and reserve, reserve a space. Okay, that's wonderful. And then we want to remind our guests, of course, that there is the Hoffman Institute Informational uh, Teleconference tonight at Five o'clock, which is only in five minutes, and you can go onto the Hoffman Institute website. It's just hoffmaninstitute.org, and learn about the phone number to call in. It's a conference call, and if you're interested in the Hoffman Institute, the Hoffman process, if you've heard about it, maybe you have a friend who's done the Hoffman process. This is a wonderful opportunity to learn more. And Rick, we are so glad to have had you here with us today. It's my uh, pleasure. It, you know, you're, you're spreading some really good news, but the 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 news is only half as good as the experience, so you, people really got to go have this experience. And and Rick, uh, where else in the United States might they find this besides you? Well, you know, um, there's a couple of dozen uh, geodomes uh, in the United States. There are some school systems that have them, uh, um, planetariums and science museums in, in places like Minneapolis and Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, several of the domes are owned by NASA and NOAA because they use them for uh, uh, community education programs where they, you know, when they're trying to uh, reach out to communities to look at watershed issues or environmental issues. So, you know, um, I would suggest uh, if, you, if you if you want to know where more about geodomes, uh, the technology itself, uh, the company that makes them, Illuminati, spelled E. L U M E N A T I Illuminati dot com uh, is the website uh, where, where you can uh, discover more about geodomes. That's fantastic. Well, Rick, we're so glad you were with us today, and thank you so much for making the time in your schedule. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next month and to visiting the geodome and see how much you've progressed Great. Uh, out of your experience up there at at the Seattle World's Fair site. It's the 50th anniversary of the... So you, you had your thing right at the base of the Space Needle, right? That's right. We were right in the heart of it. It was great. still that's, is. It's going to be there till, till we bring it down to California on April 15th. So. Wonderful. <laughs> and next week, please tune in if you're listening to our very special guest, Sonia Shokat, 
and her knowledge about intuition and how to cultivate and develop your own intuitive powers. Until next week, thank you very much. Thanks, Fred. Thank you again for being a part of the Hoffman Connection. Please join your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon, again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, make it an outstanding week.